This is Sharing the Victory with University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown. We've got a great program for you today. Cleveland Thomas of the San Jose Sabercats, the defending Arena Football League champions. And the more I learn about Christ, I learn more about myself, that there's a plan for me, that there's a purpose, and there's a will for my life. FCA health and fitness expert Jimmy Page. If you're partaking in alcohol a night before the, your game or practice, two nights before, up to three or four nights before, it will negatively influence your performance on the field for up to three, four days. And sports broadcaster Fred Hickman. You know, you stand up for you know what you believe in, and you know if people aren't um, willing to march along with that, then sometimes you have to march by yourself. But you realize that you are not marching by yourself. Here's Ron Brown standing by to get today's program underway. The Arena Football League. I'll tell you what now, it's exciting to watch that brand of football. I'm beginning to be a great fan of indoor football through the AFL, and I have one of the all-time great defensive players, Cleveland Thomas of the San Jose Sabercats, a great defensive back, played at Florida State. Cleveland, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Uh, I thank y'all for having me, Coach, and I give all the praise to the Lord for just making this day possible. Well, you know what? You, uh, Cleveland, have a very interesting story. You were on the national championship team uh, in 2000 with the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, You played for a great Christian head coach in Bobby Bowden. You were a super prep high school All-American. You've had a lot of success in the world of sports. But tell us a little bit about perhaps how you felt at one point in your life where you thought maybe things had crashed. What happened right around that time in the NFL draft and the next step of your life? For me, it was more so, uh, you know, like you say, playing at Florida State, playing under Coach Bowden, it's so easy to get caught up in the limelight, and it became more so about me. I forgot about conversing with my family during the week. I started partying more, Hmm. um, started taking marijuana, and then, you know, like during the drug testing time, I would kind of like, Try and maneuver my way around that because we get tested once a year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I got to Florida State, Coach Bowden would have us go to church once every year for four years. But, you know, at that time, you know, I didn't know who, who the Lord was. You know, I just heard about the Lord. And, uh, you know, we had um, guys who were always talking about, like, coming to FCA, I'd be ducking and dodging guys, you know, going out the back door. Mm-hmm. So I had to face these guys. And, um, yeah, I am going to go to the NFL my senior year. You know, I was projected to go in the third round, partying more. You know, have more access to more things, more people. Came time for the combine, the NFL combine down in Indianapolis. I had not got by so many times at Florida State, you know, with drug test screening and um, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Me and my foolish ways, I kind of thought that at the NFL combine, I'd get over on them. So I started partying again, you know, as so I was training for the combine. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen like that because the NFL combine, you know, like like you have a guy who comes stand right there in the stall with you. You know, you can't use nobody else's urine and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the guy came and stood right by me and watched me urinate in the cup. Mm-hmm. He came back, illegal stuff in the urine because I had tried to take like, like some type of supplement. So at that time, I was real low in my life. You know, I had done left school, didn't go to the NFL. I had fired my agent. You know, I had to uh, mm-hmm. cuss him out, call him every name in the book, trying to point the finger at him. And uh, instead of trying to, you know, look myself in the mirror and saying that I made a mistake. Cleveland, let me uh, update the audience a little bit. We're talking to Cleveland Thomas, outstanding defensive back in the Arena League uh, for the San Jose Sabercats, one of the all-time great defensive players ever in that league, and came out of Florida State. And what, Cleveland, you've been saying to us is that you were projected to be a third-round draft pick coming out of Florida State, outstanding defensive back. 
and you had dodged the drug test while you were at Florida State for a number of years. You just yeah. found ways to do it. And when you got to the NFL Combine, you couldn't dodge it because they were there in the urinal. So they see that it's your urine. And when they evaluated it, they spotted the drugs in your system and you flunked the NFL drug test. And that was, you're saying that that was it. And at that point, you, st- you fired your agent and you didn't know where you were going to go. Yes, true, exactly. I didn't know if I was coming or going from that point on. Because I tell you, it's like my whole life changed. I mean, you know, friends would see me out. I had stayed in the house for almost a month and a half, two months. You know, going through, the, you know, just depression. You know, couldn't face reality. Everybody asking me why I'm still home, why I'm not playing football. Hmm. So it was more so like I was forced in the corner. And, and, and one day my grandma came in the room, opened the blinds. I was like, baby, you got to do something with yourself. You know, she was like, you know, why don't you try going to church? And I'm like, church? I haven't been in church in, you know, in forever. Church was never mentioned in my household. So I'm like, nah. So I laid back down. And that next Sunday, something came upon me. I just woke up, and I walked down to the church up the street that I walked by my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've never even been inside the church, Coach Brown. And it was a nice-sized church. And, and at that time in my life, you know, I had stuttered so bad that if words won't come out right, I, you know, I kind of shy away from it. Mm-hmm. So as the pastor, you know, he was giving a sermon, he was ministering. And they, and they felt like he was talking directly to me. And I happened to walk in there, and, and, and then at that time I was sitting so far in the back. And he gave an altar call at the end, doing a set price. And I heard all what Jesus could do, all what Jesus, you know, all this Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I'm like, well, if he could do all this, he'd get me to the NFL. Hmm. So I thought, well, I'll accept Christ to go to the NFL. But it didn't happen for me, you know, and uh, it was a process. I had to learn more about Christ. And the more I learned about Christ, I learned more about myself, you know, that that there's a plan for me, that there's a purpose, and there's a will for my life. Well, Cleveland, okay, the NFL didn't happen for you. You made that altar call, you came down, you thought you were making a deal with God, you thought that God was going to throw in the package the NFL, that didn't happen. But guess what, buddy? You got the best part, man. You got salvation in Christ. You, yeah. got, you got the Lord Jesus who promises that he'll never leave you. You have a home in heaven forever. And he's had incredible things for you, even in the game of football, even though it hasn't been in the NFL since. And we got to come back to this story because you're hanging us on the edge of our seat. The best part has happened, but there's still more to come in the life of Cleveland Thomas. And so, Cleveland, would you join us again to talk about the rest of the story? Oh, yes. No problem. I'd love to. All right. Well, we've been talking to Cleveland Thomas, outstanding defensive back in the Arena Football League with the San Jose Sabercats, this incredible story of how this man discovered that the world has nothing to offer and that Jesus has got it all. Thanks, Cleveland, for being with us today. Man, I thank you, and I give all praise to the Lord. Join us next week for the rest of Cleveland Thomas's story. Let me remind you that you can listen to Sharing the Victory anytime on the web. Just go to sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Next up, we're going to tackle the subject of alcohol with FCA's health and fitness director, Jimmy Page. I hear a, a statement all the time from people, hey, everything in moderation. I find absolutely no credible uh, biblical standard that says everything in moderation. Bring it on, Jimmy. We're waiting on you. So keep it right here on Sharing the Victory. You won't want to miss the next issue of Sharing the Victory magazine featuring a three-time Pro Bowl quarterback. 
Hey, this is Matt Hasselbeck with the Seattle Seahawks. The football stuff's great, but there's so many other things that have happened in Seattle. Sharing the Victory magazine is 40 full-color pages with articles on some of America's most popular athletes and coaches. For a subscription of just $19.95, you'll receive nine issues a year. Call Monday through Friday toll-free 866-STV-5031 or order online at sharingthevictory.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Page, National Director of FCA Health and Fitness. I'm excited about our new daily podcast called Fit Life Today. Fit Life Today is 90 seconds of information and inspiration you need to live a fit life. It's a practical blend of spiritual principles, physical training, and common sense advice to help you live the full life that Jesus came to give. Subscribe today to receive the free daily podcast at fcahealthandfitness.org. That's fcahealthandfitness.org. Live a fit life. Come on, you can do this. Sharing the Victory is online anytime at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Now back to Ron Brown. One of our favorite people in FCA across America is the director of FCA's health and fitness program, Jimmy Page. Jimmy, thanks for being on with us again. My pleasure. One of the things that we can always count on you for is how does God want to maximize the ability and talents that he's given us and have us not get in the way of it yeah. with poor nutrition or a lack of fitness or what have you? And one thing we want to focus on today, Jimmy, is something that has really stricken this nation, and I think it's kicking our tail right now, and that's the issue of alcohol. Yeah. And, 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 Jimmy, we see it promoted across the sporting realm and television commercials during sporting games, et cetera. Why don't you give us some insights on the woes of alcohol for the athlete, the coach, and, the, and athletics in general? Well, you're right. I mean, it, it is a significant piece of our culture. I mean, it's in the fabric of America. In fact, you can't watch television for any length of time without seeing alcohol on mm-hmm. it. And uh, kids are bombarded with these images. And, you know, as they're growing up through their teen years, it becomes part of the high school culture, part of the sports culture in general. And these kids don't realize that it's probably the, the most significant thing that they can avoid to improve athletic performance. It has such a significant negative impact on their performance. It literally decreases reaction time and their decision-making abilities. So if you're, if you're partaking in alcohol a night before the, your game or practice, two nights before, up to three or four nights before, it will negatively influence your performance on the field for up to three, four days. We're talking to Jimmy Page, the director of FCA Health and Fitness. In Proverbs 31, several thousand years ago, a mom who was following the Lord told her son, who was a leader, Lemuel, don't take strong drink because, in essence, it'll cause you to do stupid things. Yeah. Jimmy, today we have parents who may not be commanding their children to go out and drink alcohol, but they're given permission for them to do it because they are partaking in it themselves. And we see that with coaches on sporting games that are endorsing the product. Yeah, alcohol is fully endorsed in the sports community. It's it's endorsed in our homes. You know, I hear a a statement all the time from people uh, in my community and across the country, everything in moderation. I find absolutely no credible uh, biblical standard that says everything in moderation. And I think that when you model before your kids that it's okay to partake in alcohol and you're telling your teenager, you're showing them this, they eventually are going to be making this decision themselves. And unfortunately, a teenager, a young adult in college who's on their own doesn't necessarily have the experience or maybe the, um, you know, the wisdom to determine how much is too much 
And as soon as you partake in a little alcohol, it leads to a second drink and maybe a third drink. And yeah. before you know it, your, your judgment is significantly impaired. And then now you're doing stupid things. Jimmy, there is a way to counteract that. We have a one-way-to-play program in, in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, do you believe that that's a great, viable tool to use for Christian kids to make a commitment early on to avoid the use of alcohol and remaining sober for the Lord Jesus Christ? It is. It's a significant way. I mean, any time that you spell out and you sign your name on a commitment card that says, hey, I'm going to live a certain way. If they have uh, a system of accountability, peers, family, etc., that they respect, that are around them supporting that decision, they have a great chance of being successful. In the absence of that accountability, it's hard to predict whether or not they're going to stick to that commitment. But a key component is accountability. What we're saying, if you're a Christian coach, don't just turn your head the other way and hope that it doesn't happen. You've got to take an active stance in that. We would challenge you to go to your athletes and tell them, abstain, no part of this, and explain to them the woes that what we talked about here with Jimmy Page, and, and also uh, Christian parents who are out there as well, yeah. to really make a strong stand. Those of you who are interested in, in really the One Way to Play program, go to fca.org and click on One Way to Play. Our guest today has been Jimmy Page, the director of FCA Health and Fitness. Jimmy, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. We would love to send you an email devotional called The Daily Impact Play. It'll encourage your walk in the Lord on a daily basis. It's free, and we'll email it to you every weekday. Sign up at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Straight ahead is a segment we call Voices in Sports, and I'll be visiting with sportscaster Fred Hickman. This is Sharing the Victory, the national radio show from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. One Way to Play Drug-Free from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is one of the most successful programs in the country, reaching more than 500,000 athletes and coaches. Here's former NFL safety and One Way to Play spokesman Steve Fitzhugh. If we can encourage our young people to be true to their purpose, to be true to God's call in their life, if we can encourage them to make the right decisions, now they've already won because when they get to college, someone is going to put that brew in their face and they have to decide now, not then. To sign the One Way to Play commitment, visit fca.org. There is a common place for student-athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. And my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. It's a great honor for me to recognize today in our session on Voices in Sports, Fred Hickman, the outstanding and longtime sports broadcaster, uh, Fred uh, has been with a variety of networks, but I know his name is very recognizable. Fred, thanks for being on the show today. God bless you. Oh, God bless you, and it's my honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. 
Fred, uh, you know, as I was in and out of coaching there for a bit, I dibbled and dabbled in the world of broadcasting. But as I watch you and just a little bit of work that I have had in it, I admire the way you do it. I love your honesty. I love your refreshing perspective. And I don't know if the audience knows this, but back in 2000, you were, I believe, the only one of the voters for the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award (laughs) not to vote for Shaquille O'Neal. You voted for Allen Iverson, thus preventing O'Neal from claiming the honor of being the first unanimous MVP selection in the history of the award. (laughs) And and I tell you what, in a world of peer pressure and let's just follow the crowd, I wanted to ask you how how do you feel about that? And uh, tell us a little bit about what took place then. I was uh, kind of stunned and shocked at the reaction that uh, that came from that. But it was a great lesson for me. You know, when I cast the vote for Alan, I cast it in a way where, you know, nobody was supposed to know where the vote was coming from. Uh-huh. And that's the way the system worked in some kind of way. I don't know how, but it leaked out that, you know, I was the one guy who didn't <laughs> vote for I had no idea how anybody else was voting, so it wasn't anything that was intentional uh-huh. uh, on my part. But right. uh, I don't feel badly about it, but there's kind of a Christian lesson involved in the whole thing because, you know, there was a lot of pressure about, mm. you know, you should have voted this way, you should have voted that way. And I voted, you know, my heart, and mm. I voted my conscience. Mm. So I kind of use that as a little bit of a Christian lesson. Mm. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you're, you know, an, an apologist, then that's what you have to do. Yeah, that's right. You know, you stand up for, you know, what you believe in. And, you know, if people aren't um, willing to march along with that, then sometimes you have to march by yourself. But you realize that you are not marching by yourself. Right. Uh, that you have uh, your hand in, in somebody else's and so you don't have to worry about it you know as, as you were telling the story i remember what my granddad used to tell me years ago the walls have ears and so uh yeah. you know <laughs> somebody was going to find out how we vote at some point in life you know that's what i wanted to talk to you about because you know as i read through the book of second timothy for the first time some years ago fred yeah. i recognized that this christian life meant often standing alone with the vote that we cast for Jesus Christ in a world yeah. today that doesn't want to vote for Christ, that doesn't want uh, Jesus Christ to reign, the Apostle Paul said in that fourth chapter of Timothy that he stood alone, that all had forsaken him, but the Lord did not forsake him. And I think that is a great parallel, you know, whether it's a basketball vote for an MVP, but there are a lot of people out there, Fred, in the Christian life who are alone, who are standing alone because of their faith in Christ, because of the decisions that they've made. Have you, outside of the world of basketball or broadcasting, felt that same pressure as a Christian standing alone in Christ? Yes. You know, it, it's it's a very, very, very difficult road when you're, mm. I guess, pressed into duty uh, and the kind of duty that we read about and that we hear about and, you know, some of the stories that we hear about in the Bible, right? you know, where things go on, and they look like they're tough and all that, but, you know, there's a whole different thing when you're walking that walk, hmm. and you're actually in the path, and you wonder, you know, sometimes you think, why do I have to do this by myself, and how can I possibly do it? And there are those times when you ask that question, you already know the answer, that, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. 
Well, Fred, uh, tell us a little bit of how the Lord has reminded you that you're not alone. I mean, I remember reading in the scripture where he, Elijah felt very much alone, and he wanted the Lord just to end his life, and God reminded him that there were 7,000 others who had not knelt to Baal, and that there were other believers right. out there that uh, he, he just didn't know about. It. We, we have a tendency to get cocooned in our own little world. What do you do to keep your fellowship, your intimacy with Jesus alive so that you're reminded when you go through the harsh trials of life that you truly are not alone, that God has grown you up in the faith? To me, it's a very simple thing. Life will present itself, and uh, it will present itself in all of its glory and splendor, and uh, there are times when it will present itself in all of its horror and anguish, and I've seen both sides of that. So for me, the best thing I've been able to do is to go out and do what I can do in the face of whatever happens to be in my way, and to, you know, to try to do the things that I do in an honorable way. And in our business, it happens all the time where you're trying to get ahead and climb over the next guy. I've never done that, and I've never felt the need to do that, and I've never felt that it was productive. I've always felt that what I do is a gift from God. Well, Fred, I first of all just want to thank you for deciding to be on our show with us today. And as I mentioned, I love your the professional attitude you take to the table. I know that's rooted out of your faith in Jesus Christ. I love the fact that you would be willing to stand alone and take heat, not only for decisions that you make in the sports world, but in the world of life, where you've had to go through some difficult times. And uh, you remind us that we are truly not alone. I know there are a number of people listening today who feel very alone, Fred. And yet we know that the Lord Jesus Christ promised us in Matthew chapter 28, when of the last things he told us in that book was that uh, he will always be with us, always. Anyone who knows Christ as Savior Lord, he will always be with you. Thank you for reminding us of that today, Fred. Oh, it's my honor and my pleasure. And, uh, you know, there are many places where folks don't have the opportunity to hear this word, you know, to hear the good news of the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's such a treasure and such an honor, and, um, you know, God will richly bless you, believe me, <laughs> for, for doing the work that you do. You know, I, I am humble. There, there, there's no thanks that you owe to me at all. Mm -hmm. I'm humble to uh, have been asked. Well, we're in this together. God bless you, brother. That's Fred Hickman, the outstanding broadcaster in the world of sports. He's the host of NBA Shootaround. He's also a sports center anchor for ESPN, longtime broadcaster, loves the Lord Jesus Christ, Fred Hickman. The president of FCA is former longtime NFL coach Les Steckel. When sharing the victory returns, Les will encourage all of us to hit a home run for the Lord. You have talent, you have ability. As an athlete or coach, you are expected to deliver results. But for a Christian competitor, it isn't just about winning. It's about reaching for a higher level. So let the competition begin and let the glory, let the glory, let the glory be God's. Want your love for sports to represent your love for Christ? Become a part of Team FCA and sign the Competitor's Creed. Visit fca.org. That's fca.org. You won't want to miss sharing the victory next weekend as host Ron Brown interviews Cleveland Thomas of the Arena Football League. It's truly amazing to see what God is doing and what God's women do. Once we believe in him. Also, WNBA star Tamika Ketching shares how we should respond when suffering a serious injury. God is using you for something. He has a plan. He has a reason for what he's doing. And Major League Soccer star Chris Klein will talk about playing for an audience of one next time 
on Sharing the Victory. Hi, Ron Brown back with you on Sharing the Victory. Hope you're having a great weekend. You know what I love about reading the Bible? I get to read things like I read recently in 2 Samuel chapter 23, talking about David's mighty men. I mean, you're talking about some war daddies here. These guys did some amazing exploits, but do you remember where they came from? They were a bunch of men who nobody wanted. They had disaster written all over them. They were in debt. They were disenfranchised. They were disowned. And yet David took these mighty men and made them great, courageous warriors for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's you. Any one of us who have been counted out, maybe you've been cut from a team. Do you know that God's not done with you yet? He expects you to be a war daddy as well. In case of you woman, you war mamas out there. Jesus Christ never will give up on you. It's time now for a guy who never gave up on me. He mentored me throughout my football career. And now he mentors you as the FCA national president, Les Steckel with Coach's Corner. Have you ever heard the expression, take two and hit to right? It's a great baseball phrase that basically means I'm going to settle for whatever I can get. In this situation, a batter who is not getting the pitches he wants will let two pitches go by without swing. Then, on the next pitch, he will power up and take a haphazard hack at right field. People sometimes also use this phrase outside of baseball, too, like when asked about how they plan to confront some problem and answer, well, I'm just going to take two and hit the right. What kind of attitude is that? I'll tell you, it's a very careless, haphazard one. And there's no place for carelessness in the body of Christ, particularly when there's a God who really wants us to not take two and hit the right, but to hit a home run. In fact, he's lined it up for us to see the next pitch perfectly and to make enough contact to smash the kind of towering blast that would clear the green monster and the screen above it at Fenway Park, home of the Boston Red Sox. Unfortunately, some people find the idea of hitting a home run in life too intimidating, and they elect to simply take an uncalculated swing at whatever comes across the plate. If you ask me, that's a waste of life and talent. God created each of us for specific purposes. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Basically, God designed us each as gifted hitters in our own areas of life, and he's throwing us the perfect pitch according to our strengths. Yes, it will look intimidating coming at us with intense power and speed. Yes, the world, with its many challenges and circumstances, throws us a few curveballs from time to time. He never promised us that he'd deliver our tasks slowly, right down the middle of the plate. But if we recognize and believe that we were created with everything we need in order to achieve success, we'll find that we can, in fact, bring our bat around for a perfect connection. Take a look at your current situation. What is your God-given pitch? Don't throw up your hands in frustration. God always has a plan for us to succeed if we will commit to giving our all for His glory. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. So, the next time you step up to home plate, don't take two and hit to right, but recall the infamous baseball player Babe Ruth. Point to the deep center field fence and hit a home run. Then as you circle the bases, point upward to give God the glory. Batter up. 
can't wait for next week. Know why? Because we'll have part two of my conversation with Arena Football League star Clevan Thomas. Man, what a gutsy guy. We'll also have Major League Soccer star Chris Klein and the exciting WNBA star Tamika Catchings. God bless you all. Have a great week. And remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which one will you choose? From all of us at Sharing the Victory, have a great week in the Lord Jesus. Don't forget to check out our website, sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio and you can also listen to previous programs and subscribe to the podcast. And there's a place to email any questions or comments you may have. You can also contact us by phone Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. We hope you have a great week, and thank you for listening to Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports.